You! Remember to become a member at everythingyou.com. For only $1 a month, you'll get 10 to 40% off of everything in our online store. Especially from our sponsors, that's cheaper than you'll find them on Amazon. And if you enjoy this episode, which I guarantee you will, check out our new site, everythingyoucbd.com, to continue your education about cannabidiol, not to mention fun videos, articles, and everything new and entertaining in the world of health and cannabinoid research. It's a great resource with a lot of amusing content like drink recipes and hot takes from top experts and just a pinch of comedy. So become a member at everythingyou.com and become a fan at everythingyoucbd.com. Let's get to it. If you listen closely, you can hear the voices. You can hear them whisper their legacy to you. Go on, lean in. From somewhere deep inside the evergreen forests of the Pacific Northwest. (laughs) Seattle. (laughs) Everything you know is wrong. Wrong, sir. Wrong. With Jeremy Horn. We're an inhuman monster. I said good day. CBD. Cannabidiol. It's in the news. Pretty much every day. But what is it? My guest this episode is one of the country's foremost authorities on CBD research. Stuart Tonk is one of the nation's leading educators on health and nutrition. He's also me in about 10 years. I mean that in the most complimentary way possible. I don't meet a lot of people who talk as much or as fast as I do, which makes Stuart not only one of my favorite guests, but one of my favorite people. This is a super fun discussion where we uncover the who, what, whys of CBD and separate fact from fiction. This is also both of us turning our energy levels down from 10 to about 5 for the benefit of the listener. Otherwise, Stuart and I talk to each other at a different frequency that only dogs and certain cats can hear, if they're cool. Enjoy! Stuart, welcome! How Thank are you? you? My pleasure, Jeremy. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we've already been having a blast before we even turned the mics on, so <laughs> now we want to segue that into, into the topic. Uh, but... Uh, uh, I want, I'm just gonna let you go, right? Uh, and, uh, and 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 by all means, please dominate the conversation. But it's fascinating to me uh, how much there is on this whole subject and on CBD and, and 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 all these 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 seemingly new modalities. And yet, people say there's no research. It's the first thing people always say is like, you know, there's just no research out there. There's tons. You know what I mean? And it's it, there's no. It feels like with this conversation, there's no starting point. Like people come in, like we talked about earlier, with their perspectives. There's no beginning point for the conversation. They just jump in with perspectives. So how do you begin when somebody engages you or asks you or tries to start the conversation? Do you try to dictate it, or do you simply go where they are, where they are coming from? Well, I think it's always powerful to seek to understand rather than to be understood yeah. when it comes to sort of any form of communisuasion. But with this particular topic, what I like to remind people is that we're talking about different products, different markets, different patients. Mm -hmm. And I think in there, we can really uh, demystify the confusion. I think people don't seem to really embrace that we have medical cannabis products and dispensaries. We have pharmaceutical products, which we need to talk about, that are really the roadmap to help us understand how these cannabinoids work. And then we have these over-the-counter dietary supplement hemp extracts rich in CBD that are naturally occurring. So we really have three different buckets of Mm -hmm. products. Mm -hmm. And I think the problem, Jeremy, is people often compare one to the other and they have a value judgment with cannabis. I think people uh, are used to, well, they're just, the way our Western, our system works is that people are used to saying, I have depression. And then a, a practitioner says, here, do this. Well, wait a minute. You don't know anything about that person. 
did they just lose a loved one? Is it hormonal? Are they, are they bipolar, right? We just go, here's what I have, here's a solution. So I think people look at that model and then when they see this, they go, well, just give me my thing. What's my thing? Right? Yes, and I think that, that this is disrupting that oversimplification. Yeah. Yeah, and we need to thank uh, people like Dr. Jeffrey Bland, a truly a visionary. And he was talking to us about personalized medicine many, many, many years ago. And I love how the pendulum is swinging, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially with the phytocannabinoid conversation, because we are so unique. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. do respond in such a different, disparate way than our peers do, that this is personalized medicine driven home. Yeah. I mean, cannabinoids are as far from take two mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. call me in the morning of any supplement. That's the seen. hardest thing I have to explain to people because they always want to know, what's my dose? They always want to know, what's my dose? I go, I don't know, what's your dose of spinach? What's your daily dose of spinach? It's hard for people to, to trans, transition that concept because we're so been sold, here's 20 milligrams, do not exceed that or do not take less, that I tell people, you tell me. It's like eating, it's like going to a meal and eating uh, two bites and be like, I think I'm full. Well, are you full or not? <laughs> you don't determine <laughs> if you're full, your body will tell you if you're full. And I think that's hard for people to wrap their heads around, but I think you nailed it. It's that we love things that are, are conditioned for us. Like when people are doing hormone replacement therapy in the, back in the 90s, again, it's a joke. We now know it. We massacred millions of women. Like, whoops, sorry we killed your wife. But if we had a protocol at the time, we felt better about it. We felt better about it because, like, well, I got my levels checked, and this is, this is what my numbers show. What's going to happen in two weeks? Your cycles are going to change. So you got this compounded specifically for So we like that idea of something compounded specifically for us. And it's like, just eat the food. Just put it right in your body. Your body will figure it out. And, and in the case of cannabinoids... Because we have a lot of background noise. Mm. Um, and what I mean by that is our, our bodies make cannabis-like compounds. Mm-hmm. And I first learned about that when I was working for Nordic Naturals, one of the industry leaders, in my opinion, the industry leader in Omega-3. And it was 2012. I was sent a paper by uh, Joseph Hiblin at the National Institutes of Health. And it was a paper about hyperactive endocannabinoid tone being driven by Mm omega-6 seed oils Mm -hmm. and at the time at nordic naturals we were teaching everybody the proper ratios yeah reduce the omega-6 and increase the omega-3 and then we did testing if you remember blood spot testing so that you don't guess so they're way out of the curve they were i mean while you're having that conversation this person's already his studies are already done. They're, yeah. yeah. That's, and what was so cool about Joe Hiblin's work is that he was the first one to bring to our attention that your body's endocannabinoid tone could be influenced by things that you had more control over than you thought. Mm-hmm. For example, the seed oils. Mm-hmm. They brought to our attention that in the last hundred years, right, we're, we're drowning in soybean oil. And if you think of Pam and Spam and Ding Dongs and Chicken Nuggets and Hoes and Krispy Kremes, all these seed oils are rich in linoleate. And the LA omega-6 converts eventually into arachidonic acid, the longest chain omega-6, that our bodies convert into marijuana-like compounds. Now, we knew that omega-6 produces Mm -hmm, mm pro-inflammatory icosanoids, Mm -hmm. but then we learned in the last 10 years they also can produce some anti-inflammatory icosanoids. So it isn't black or white. It's like an oil. Like if you eat it fresh, good. If you cook it to this degree, it's fine. If you cook it to this degree, you turn it into poison. Correct. And the body makes the call. The body figures it out, yeah. And it figures out what to do with the substrate. So now that we've learned, and in 2012, this was shocking to a lot of people, Mm -hmm. that we could reverse Mm -hmm. 
hyperactive munchies because that's what we learned the soybean oil Mm -hmm. let me be really clear Mm -hmm. there might be something to i can't stop eating these french fries Mm -hmm. yeah because the omega-6 converts into arachidonic acid creates these endocannabinoids and stimulates some food seeking behavior right and so unbeknownst to most Americans... Because it feels like it's got to fill that gap and something needs to fill that need, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And now that food-seeking behavior is critical if the patient weighs 65 pounds, right, right. she's dying, she's in the ICU, right, right, right. but then the doctor would write a prescription for Marinol, <laughs> which is synthetic THC, right. yeah. uh, made in 1985. Yeah. So we have the background noise of the diet. Mm-hmm. And as we know, most people have more omega-6 right. than omega-3. Especially in the U.S. and all the yeah. So that's a problem. Number two, then you have the uh, receptor density issues. Real quick, let's go back a second. Is, is that, that, that falls into is, is something that I don't think most people realize that the endocannabinoid system runs through our body. We have receptors. People think of it simply as a foreign, they just think of weed. You know what I mean? When you, right. they, they just think of it as a foreign entity coming into their system, not realizing you have the receptors. You have all these components already in you. Yeah, what does why, that tell you? Well, that's why I don't start with the endocannabinoid system anymore. Oh, okay, really? Because it is just so complicated for people to oh, get their head around. That's the, funny. I'm the, the opposite. I'm like, let's get into this. Here's, here's what's going on. No, which is great because <laughs> yeah. it's important to it understand. Is, yeah. But we didn't fully elucidate this new system until 1992. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and that's uh, too hard to get people up to speed because it's only been a couple of It's new. Yet. I mean, we have really – People buying CBD from us that are, I had one young man who was at UCLA who was in their MBA uh, MD program, really overachiever guy. And uh, they were doing some research program at UCLA about CBD and they were buying it from us. And he was, I asked him, I said, hey doc, Dr. Chen was his name. He said, I'm not an MD yet. I go, no, when you're that close, you're an (laughs) MD, right? I said, doc, Are they teaching you about the ECS? You're in medical school right now. Mm-hmm. You're a young guy. Mm-hmm. You're doing, he did this program where they were giving CBD out to people and having them record their results and then tracking all the data. It was such a cool project. Yeah, yeah. And right. I said, are they teaching you about the system while you're now a medical student? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. So just so our audience knows, I know you want, you know, but just so our audience I knows. I hear that a lot. Yeah. Our brains already have a receptor named CB1, cannabinoid 1. And the CB1 receptor happens to be named after cannabis. Mm -hmm. It's the most abundant G-protein coupling receptor in the human brain. The most. The most. Now, here's a, here's a, a, we're going to break a myth. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of very uh, pro-cannabis people Mm -hmm. that use that to justify yeah. The, the use, use of the, the plant. Of, yeah, exactly. You see, yeah. we were born yeah, yeah. to use it. <laughs> yeah. yeah that is it. not true. If you listen to Professor Raphael Meshulam, who discovered THC, he calls it biological coincidence. Yeah. And I like to think of it in terms of, say, acetylcholine mm-hmm. fits into the acetylcholine receptor. So does nicotine. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you were born to smoke palm oil Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. Or like a, a, a phytotoxins, like a tomato or an apple will have basically, well, your body knows, here's the vitamin B, here's the phytotoxin, get rid of this. Your body knows what to do with that. It's uh, right. You're not like, well, there's phytotoxins, therefore, do not give me, it's, yeah, it's warped reasoning. That's okay. So that's 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 fascinating uh, because people. Just what you said. People they well. There's your answer. So then you get. Uh, and I'm not bashing anybody, but you get a lot the, of confirmational bias reinforcement. Confir- yeah, exactly. Because you were looking confirms. for it. Yeah, you're looking for it. See, here's a reason why I can smoke all day, right? So right. you wanted that thing. You're like, there it is. There's the missing thing. But what's interesting is 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 as you know well though that I, you, I talk to clients of mine that are now now that marijuana has been legalized in Washington, right, for recreational uses. That clients of mine that are in their 60s and 70s that haven't smoked pot legitimately for like 30 years, right? 
are like, you know, wife and I went to one of them shops just to go check it out, right? And they're like, it just knocked me off my boo-boo for the next, you know what I mean? Like, right. it was, which is not good. I got to take her to my kids. My daughter needs, you know, we're trying to do her college applications. Like, this is a mess, right? The weed that's grown now is not what it used to be. In naturally occurring in nature, from what I understand, CBD and THC are pretty equally balanced or pretty, there's a, there's a, there's a ratio, just like with uh, omega-3 and omega-6 and 9, is that the na- nature has a, a proper balance that it knows this is how the body utilizes things. Now, people just want that euphoric effect, so they go nuts, and now they bred these, they bred it out, these components to now you just get the, the straight extract so it's kind of like uh, you know as you know green green tea has the the, the theophylline and, the, and theanine and, 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 and things that kind of calm and nourish and balance the nervous system and then the caffeine well in our culture we're like well this is the good stuff so it gets rid of this crap and let's extract and now we have the notos you can sell to truckers at truck stops you know what I mean like did you come up with the, the, with the uh the tea analogy right this second? I tell that to people all the time because so many people see these articles about green tea, but Mm. as you know, people take green tea and then they turn it into magic. And so they go, yeah, her green tea helps you to lose weight. I'm like, okay, let's, let's, let's reel it back in. Let's take a look at the compounds in there. Yeah. Let's look at the compounds. And also your three big Mac a day habit is not going to be counterbalanced by the green tea. So when I explain it, because then people ask these insane questions about a green tea, but I realize it's because they're coming from the perspective of a cup of coffee, a 16 ounce sugar bomb from, from, uh, 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 Starbucks that they equate to a cup of green tea. And that's where I have to begin the conversation and set it back in. Well, I'm so happy to hear you use the analogy because I heard that analogy a few years ago at the Scripps Dietary Supplement Evidence-Based Update. Yeah, they're no joke. It was a big event, and Scott Shannon, MD, from the Wholeness Center in Colorado, was speaking about cannabinoids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was there with uh, Don Summerfield. I don't know if you've ever mm-hmm. met Don. He's the founder of Pharmaca. Mm-hmm. He's a real visionary in our industry. And uh, Dr. Shannon was up there, and that was his analogy. Mm, okay. And we both looked at each other and said, we're going to use that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and just, you know, he basically said, just if in case anybody didn't catch it, think about green tea. We have a gas and a break. The gas is the caffeine. The L-theanine is the break. Obviously, yeah. there's the epigallogatican calate and all the antioxidants and so forth, but the gas and break. He said it really wasn't until we separated the caffeine from the L-theanine did we really appreciate sort of the uniqueness of these molecules. The balance that's already there. Right, yeah. that work in concert mm-hmm. in the plant, but then we can, and the THC mm-hmm. CBD thing is a very similar analogy. Okay. If THC is a bit more of the gas mm-hmm. and CBD is a bit more of the break, mm-hmm. to your point, uh, vintage cannabis really reflected its environment. Mm-hmm. What we now know is if you grow it in a high altitude mm-hmm. where there's more exposure to ultraviolet light, mm-hmm. the trichomes produce more THC mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to protect itself from the ultraviolet light. Oh, yeah, as a, re- as a response, yeah. Yes, yep. as a, so it's more like the way... I learned the, that in Jamaica. Yeah, the way phytolexins... <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> about the altitude. Yeah, yeah. But the phytolexins, like when a, when a plant is stressed, right? Resveratrol yep. is the byproduct of that yep. of that stress. So I think what's happened is now we're really appreciating the concert of how these cannabinoids can work in symphony. Mm-hmm. But here's where I really want to break people's preoccupation. They don't always work best in that symphony for everything. Right. And I think you nailed it. That's another way where people that are critical, I go, I understand the criticisms. They're fair. In our country, if something is good, then we go crazy and we go buck and we go, well, let's just make 10 times the dose. It's got to be better. Everything in America, some is good, more must be better. Or everything has to be, does this, does that, does this, does that. And we've been so uh, acculturated in the U.S. that that's become the norm and it's wildly inappropriate. It's become the norm that people are now, younger and younger especially, are very – 
cautious. When they hear that, I'm like, good, you should be skeptical yes. when you hear this one $2 thing can magic cure everything. Just send <laughs> right. us $49.95 for shipping and handling, right? You should mm-hmm. be skeptical. Well, now CBD comes along and kids are hearing that. And I don't mean kids. I mean, I mean 20, 20, 30-year-olds, yeah. you know what I mean, are hearing that, right? And and they're thinking, okay, this really, this, and that's what happens. We turn marketing into magic. Right. You know what I mean? Instead of looking at each individual package, mm-hmm. each formula, and weighing it on its own merits, looking for the scientific evidence on each individual product. Well, they see the bucket of evidence. That's the problem is that yeah. is the regular public sees the bucket of evidence. They don't see, no, this is accumulation of 30 different studies at various universities and hospitals uh, over the course of a decade, two decades, right? That now we've been able to form a bigger picture. Luxury, we have the luxury 20 years later of forming a bigger picture. So now you're, you're getting to see the entire thing. You're not seeing all the individual teams of doctors that put this all together. You're just, you're just hearing the marketing. You're not hearing how much actually went into this because every time a new study gets launched, those researchers are like, oh, look at that. This is new. Okay, let's start, let's start researching this. Dig this in for. And I think we need to dive even deeper. And I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I want us to go into the materials yeah. and methods yeah. of every paper and look at what were they using right. in what form the study. Yeah, what I'll form? give you an example. Current drug safety, 2011. The seminal paper on the safety of CBD cannabidiol says in there, point blank, 1,500 milligrams of CBD are safe and well-tolerated in humans. Right, right. Now, wait a minute. Yeah. I've been in the CBD business now for four years. Yeah. Nobody, right, should be. nobody should be. <laughs> takes 1,500 yeah. milligrams. Nobody takes 750. Yep. Ready? No one takes 500. Yeah. Some people might be taking 300 milligrams of CBD for cancer right. treatment with their medical doctor's blessing. Right. That's what I've seen. But yeah. no one takes 1,500 exactly. milligrams. So here's what we've learned. Those early studies, every, pretty much everything on PubMed.gov today mm-hmm was conducted with CBD using 99% pure pharmaceutical grade isolated CBD. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So you cannot compare that no. to right. smoking cannabis. Right. You cannot compare that to taking extracts that right. you find in health food stores. Right, right, right. So there's, that's a perfect example yeah. because people look at that. I mean, I won't mention who it is because he's famous and in our industry. Yeah. Recently wrote an article pointing this obvious disconnect out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he said, look at PubMed.gov. They're saying up to 20 milligrams of CBD per kg. Then I look at these products in the health food stores, they're 5, 10, or 15 milligrams. The products that we're bringing to market are a complex biochemical matrix of the entire hemp plant with many Mm cofactors. What we're seeing here once again is when you tease out one particular moiety, you may need a lot more to achieve a similar result. Now, I'm not gonna say you can compare them head to head. We don't have data to support that. But we are hearing from our medical doctors and we're sold, our products are sold in over a thousand doctor's offices. But that's the problem medically is that we try to find every doctor, and I, I, have, I have a long history of working with, uh, in clinics and with physicians. That's kind of why I have the reputation that I do, is that doctors vouch for me, right? Mm-hmm. They wouldn't vouch for me if they thought I was a lunatic, witch doctor, right? So when people say, I know three doctors that recommend you, that confirms my credibility, right? Mm-hmm. But that's what they, they're the exact same way to me. So I give them the most basic things possible. But doctors, lifestyles are nuts. They're all, they all smoke. And there's not mm-hmm. a doctor listening to this that's, that's not going to be like, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? They have the worst lifestyles. It's so stressful being a doctor. You know what I mean? Like you just go from disaster to disaster to disaster with very little things. It's a tough gig, right? Doctors and nurses go through the ringer. But what? But, but they're so, in, again, so 
set up in their model that every time you give them something, they're like, the number one thing doctors always say to me, they go, I feel so much better. What's causing me to feel better? Of all the stuff that you gave me, I'll give them like four or five different things, right? And they go, what's making me feel better? They feel like there has to be one main ingredient that magically makes you feel better, right? So like you were saying, people don't look at the, the synergy of the entire complex of what are all these compounds. Like you said, we need to dig deeper. We don't know, right? So it's like eating an apple and be like, boom, fiber. That's the main ingredient of an apple. What do you mean that's the main ingredient? What about all the B vitamins? What about, you know what I mean? What about D? What about all these other vitamin C, bioflavonoids, fiber? That's the thing, right? We like to harvest in on the main thing. So like you said, they go, well, then if 20 milligrams is good, let's launch another study with 80. Why? Why? Right? Let's look at why 20 milligrams has this effect and let's look at all these other cofactors and what they're doing and how they're working together to have this particular effect. But I think we also need to be intellectually honest and fair that the argument, and it's an easy argument to make, in cannabis they use the term the entourage effect, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is sort of the cacophony of everything working together, the terpenes, the sterols, everything working together, all the different cannabinoids. We use the term hemp entourage effect okay. because we're using the entire hemp plant. Mm, right, and right. when you eat our products, you get a lot more than what you'd ever get from smoking the right, cannabis. Exactly. Because exactly. when you eat our products, you get all the fatty acids, GLA and steridonic acid. Mm-hmm. When you eat the product, you get the cannabinoid metabolites right. that also have all kinds of cool disparate action. Mm-hmm. You get all of the plant sterols that are really the, the cholesterol of the plant, as we know, to protect right. the plant, protect you from your cholesterol yeah. from being atherogenic. You get vitamin E and all eight of its naturally occurring mm-hmm. isomers. So when you eat the product, you get a completely different result. Yeah. I think that's something people don't realize is that we're so used to, as in this industry, going and buying a bottle and it says 600 milligrams of vitamin C, 100 milligrams of vitamin D, right? You would never go to a grocery store and buy an apple and be like, where's the label? How many, it should say 100 of B1 and 200 B2. No, that's not the way food works, right? So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, like you said, are so used to looking at CBD as A1 chemical, A1 main ingredient, A1 thing that does what? And it's like all three of those questions are inappropriate. None of those. Right. Instead of looking at the products that are available today, mm-hmm. if you go into a health food store, the CBD products that you can buy, especially the ones that we make, I mean, they're like 5% CBD by volume. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. What is all the other oh, stuff? I know. I know. All the plant material in yeah. there, all of those cofactors, again, we believe right. work in concert in a way right. that might make them more appropriate. Ready? for healthier people. Right, how about that? Because if you're sick, okay, let's use um, synthetic THC as an example. Let's get away from CBD just for a moment. You're in the hospital, you've got horrible nausea from chemotherapy and radiation. They may recommend a drug called Sesamet. Are you familiar with Sesamet? Mm -hmm, Okay, mm -hmm. so it's a synthetic THC. And I think that the dose is six milligrams over a 24 hour period. Yeah, yeah. And it's incredible oh, for yeah. stopping you from vomiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Would you ever, when someone says, oh, I think full plant cannabis would be better. Yeah. You're in the middle of that procedure and someone thinks you should smoke a joint. I know, right. Okay, not appropriate. No. You want to hear something crazy? Is that, I don't know if you saw this in the news, is that because uh, it, 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 like there's these bizarre, and I'm not, I'm not a weed advocate. I don't care. You know what I mean? I really, I, I smoke it makes me anxious. Mm-hmm. I don't smoke it. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. do well for me, right? I know people that smoke it and are very creative and are more effective. You might be more of a CBD person. Exactly, right? And so once again, we, we, we say it's this or it's that. It's neither. I've heard people say, it manages my anxiety. No, it doesn't. You know what I mean? It really doesn't. Other people, it generally manages their anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. So there's, it's, all, it's all different. Um, but uh, uh, when, they, when they first started uh, uh, legalizing uh, marijuana, right, they, all the pearl clutchers would always say, it's going to skyrocket crime, right? 
wrong. Every study's shown that crime dips because criminals don't pee where they swim. You know what I mean? Like the crime rates go down significantly. So does drug use. So it's sort of drug use, right? Mm-hmm. So then some of these areas that were very becoming very restrictive on accessing uh, 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 their kids, you know, because everyone wants to like, protect the children. And it, and it does. It's, it's bad for kids for development. Don't let teenagers smoke. Right? No, you shouldn't it be should. smoking weed when your brain's developing. Exactly, That's right? Scary, yeah. So instead of having that conversation and being honest with kids and saying, yeah. like, just don't smoke while you're developing, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, honestly. Yeah, wait until you get PTSD. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, join the Army and get it, right? Yeah. <laughs> or just live these or just, days. Or just live, yeah, just live oh. in this culture and get there, right? God, you live. <laughs> you get a card soon enough. Away from that, you'll get a card just just for being alive. Yeah, exactly. Welcome to America, right? And so that's and so uh, uh, in order to instead of having an honest conversation, which is what we do as parents, I, instead of having an honest conversation, we go, no, you can't do this. Right. So kids started getting uh, the synthetic THC and all getting sick and all having all these horrible problems. And it's like, here's the thing: because you panicked kids away from something, you know what I mean? Right. Then they went to get something ten times more powerful. Ten times more it, powerful yeah. that devastates them. And right. then now all these the, the, these reports started coming out saying like, see, we told you how dangerous it was. Like years. Your right. super chemical bomb is what was doing this. It's not mm-hmm. blaming the whole, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm so glad we're having these conversations. At these least we big, can have these conversations. These are big yeah. conversations. And I often say, and I'll say it today in my, my talk later today, you're, anyone listening who's a parent, I'm a parent, anyone who's listening who's a parent, your daughter, your son, nine years old, breaks their leg, your child's in horrible pain, you get two prescriptions written. Mm-hmm. One is for fentanyl, the other is for THC. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which one are you going to get filled? No, right. No, really. Let's yeah, have yeah. that conversation. Yeah. Which one are you going to get filled right now? And most parents a few years ago would think that the fentanyl was the way to go. And right. now we understand the unintended consequences. So, again, we're not here advocating no. THC products. We don't even make them. Exactly. We don't even sell them. But as a leader in the cannabinoid space, education, education, education. Right. People need to know that not only is there a CB1 receptor in the brain, there's a CB2 receptor which now we found, we thought originally was just in the periphery. Now we're finding that in the brain as well. Mm. But the CB2 receptor can help dampen hyperactive immune activity. Mm -hmm. And that's where CBD has more of its magic. Tremendous implication for autoimmune disease is skyrocketing in this country. Yes, and I I would suggest that people that are suffering from fibromyalgia, Mm -hmm. when you watch television at night, Mm -hmm. you might be led to think you have a Lyrica deficiency oh, God. <laughs> because they keep playing that yep. commercial all the time yep what and a, real ahead. quick you'll love it. one of the ways that i built my background is working with people with with fibromyalgia and so people with fibromyalgia they don't even like to share it because you sound like a maniac you know and every time you say i fibromyalgia people don't understand that and they say hey you've missed the last three um uh, girl scout meetings what ha-? yeah they can't say oh i have fibromyalgia because then people don't know what to say every single time they go like oh why don't you just get lyrica you don't think I've already been devastated by Lyrica? <laughs> you know right. what I mean? You don't think there's the, so to, you know, to, you know do what twenty million women have uh, fibromyalgia and, and and all of us are idiots because we didn't take the thing we saw on TV? That's right. the problem, really. The one thing that cures it all. Why would we all have this? Right? And I'm not yeah. saying that it might not relieve symptoms. Please don't misunderstand. No, not at all. Yeah. But the underlying pathophysiology mm-hmm. of fibromyalgia may not be a Lyrica deficiency. Right. Fair statement? Yeah, very, okay. very fair. Yeah. So are you familiar with Ethan Rousseau? Have you stumbled into his name no, yet? Uh-uh. For anyone listening, if you want to follow cannabinoid science, Rousseau was at GW Pharmaceuticals as their head scientist for many years, and now he's in business with Professor Mishulam. I believe the company is called Phytech. And he postulated many years ago clinical endocannabinoid deficiency. An actual real deficiency. Yeah. Deficiency. Yeah. So here's his idea. Well. Migraine, mm-hmm. irritable bowel, mm. and fibromyalgia. Mm. The, they, the, Those are all growing in this country. Yes, yeah, yeah, the yeah. underlying pathophysiology oh. Oh. is low 
endocannabinoid Boy, tone. That's a, par- that's a whole paradigm shift. It's powerful. Now, yeah. here's the theory. Ready? When you take CBD products, CBD deactivates the enzymes that degrade the endocannabinoids. Right, right. So you can elevate endogenous yeah. endocannabinoid tone. So there's raw, more raw material active in the system for the body to use as it needs. And so since CBD fun. has no affinity for the CB1 receptor directly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it has only minor affinity for the CB2 receptor, this is where people need to understand how nuanced the system is. Yeah. CBD is what we call an allosteric modulator, which is a newer term for a lot of people. But for example, I'll give you a great a few examples of how it modulates allosterically. Orthosteric is direct lock and key. Mm-hmm. Allosteric is uh, compounds that can change the shape of the lock. Wow! In the presence of the active ligand. Huh. So CBD, ready, is a negative modulator of the CB1 receptor and a negative allosteric modulator of THC. Hmm. What does that mean? If you take a bunch of CBD. It changes the shape of the CB1 receptor so that THC doesn't bind as efficiently. Oh, really? Blunting the effect of the THC so oh, you don't get as high. That's right. So it's that's the way it's naturally built. That's why they're trying to harvest it out. Oh, that's hilarious. You see this? I do, yeah. Okay. And also, the now there's beca- that's interesting because that also uh, explains some of the research that I have seen that uh, CBD use will actually diminish uh, 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 dependency on, on marijuana. Yeah, or, and or even some of the, the, the potential... I'm not going to say it causes psychosis. We know it doesn't. Right, right, right. But it hastens it for sure. people that are predisposed to it. Right, Because right. that's a fact. Yeah, yeah, so if yeah. you've got some of that in your history, you yep. believe you might do, right. some CBD to protect you that's from the THC that you're taking to help yourself. Oh, that's interesting. Hilarious. Might be really good. Hilarious. Maybe. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. another one. For someone like me who doesn't respond well with it. Interesting. You yeah. might find that a little bit of THC you could tolerate if you had more CBD. Gotcha. Interesting. It's also, CBD is also a positive allosteric modulator of GABA-A. So it enhances GABA binding, the main mammalian inhibitory neurotransmitter. And so one of the other things that's fun when you think of cannabinoids and anxiolytics, you know, we hear anxiolytic, we hear Valium, Benzodiazepam, risk, bad. Right. Okay. CBD doesn't reduce anxiety in people that don't have anxiety. Bingo. Interesting. That's why when you asked me if I was taking out what told you I wasn't consistent, and it's because I don't have anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. My clients that have anxiety are the ones that chat my head off, right? Mm-hmm. But because I don't have it, that's what I'm looking for. You know what I mean? So I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I didn't notice anything. Well, I don't have that deficiency. Right. That's hilarious. So if you gave that. 10 people listening to this podcast a 10 milligram Valium, we would all feel like jellyfish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If we had 10 of us and some of us are stressed out and some of us are not, right. the ones that are stressed out. It'll bring them down a level, yeah. Yes. And now the side effect of taking too much CBD that you don't need mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is simply somnolence. Well, you feel a little dull. Right. You don't feel high. You don't feel low. Right. What most people don't understand, I'm going to use some antique language mm-hmm. to help make a point. Yeah. THC removes chi. Think, oh. Think okay. about it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just sit down and think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. CBD elevates. Oh. It elevates okay. because it, it actually increases chi in the body and it works on the serotonin receptors. Oh, of course. Okay. So you're, yeah. So one, you're being like, I'm not going to the gym. The other one's you're like, I should go to the gym. Oh, interesting. interesting. All right. So a lot of people to that point are using CBD now in San Diego where I live. Uh, Windmill Farms, one of the great independent health food stores, Joel Detchen, who's really a master of nutrition, and he's a, a, an expert in physical fitness, and he trains people. He has them taking CBD 
before their workout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To minimize inflammation and to elevate that whole response of- And also to increase focus and, and clarity. Yeah. So if we're yeah. going to go, let's do, let's, we use some antique language. Let's use some sort of metaphysical, we can't prove language. Ready? Right, right, right. THC doesn't crystallize. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So just to kind of think about it, it's like taffy. Right, 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 right. right, right Where right. CBD does crystallize. Mm. So it seems to be able to sharpen thought, increase attention. Like a screw. It goes right into place. It goes right into Absolutely. In, like an so, Ikea set. <laughs> so that's why your analogy was so appropriate oh. of the green tea, separating yeah. the caffeine from the L-theanine. Mm. So we're seeing that, that people that are more predisposed to CBD mm-hmm. are more predisposed to CBD. Okay, yeah, <laughs> The yeah. people that are more predisposed to THC, right. you oh. have to stop telling people. I got you. This is what works for me. Right. You're going to love this. That's a great point. Because I used to give people 250 milligrams of CBD on their first dose. Wow, really? Yeah, because that's what I was taking. Right, exactly. Because I'm a maniac. Right. We all know that. <laughs> and it made me really cool. Right, I right, never right. felt, and I haven't had a drink in 20 years. Yeah. I'm, you know, it made me feel amazing. Yeah. So I made the mistake that we all do. Yeah. I was going Here, around. do what I do. Yeah. And so we had a couple guys, we're a publicly traded company, mm-hmm. come to our office, investors, and I gave them a bunch of CBD. Mm-hmm. And it was too much. Mm-hmm. And I got a phone call from yeah. one of our board of director members yeah. that said, hey, tough guy, you want some feedback? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't scare the investors. Yeah, exactly. That's tough <laughs> right. feedback. Yeah. Don't scare the investors. But there you go. 200 milligrams, your body's saying, oh, that's enough. Well, it's, way, it's enough, right? Well, it's too much. Unless you're someone like me. Exactly. And yet, and yet you get you get well-respected researchers utilizing 1,500 synthetics. And you're like, why are you not getting reprimanded? Why are you, you know what I mean? Right. Why, right? Yeah, and now I'm down. Just to be so everybody knows, right, right, right. I'm down right. to maybe fifteen or thirty milligrams a day, mm-hmm. if I take it every day. If, because right. what I've learned now is, are you familiar with the difference between CBDA and CBD, no. the acid form? Mm-hmm. This is so cool. In the plant, if you were to juice raw cannabis, you've heard about this, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You juice the cannabis, and it's all anti-inflammatory for the periphery, mm-hmm. with no effect on the central nervous system. Because the cannabinoids are in their acid form, okay. they don't readily cross the blood-brain barrier. Okay. So they stay, they stay more in the, in the periphery. Okay. Right. Okay. So they work like non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Wow. So we have this raw CBDA product, which is just the first pressing. So think like the first pressing of olive oil. But in like a hemp, in like a hemp stock or whatever? Well, it's the seed, the stem, and the stalk. Okay. We extract the entire thing. All of it. All of it. Okay. Everything except the roots. So, they, so, they, so they, the acid is not specifically in one of those components? No, it's in the plant. It's in the whole plant. In fact, when the plant. cannabinoids okay. are in their natural state, um, the plant has an enzyme system that converts uh, of the precursor cannabinoid into CBDA okay. or THCA. Mm-hmm. And it's only through the decarboxylation that CBD is liberated. So Okay, so the processing... Is what outside of the outside plant. of the plant itself Outs- is what makes CBD. Okay. So a lot of people out there saying we have CBD from echinacea, oh. we have CBD from transresveratrol. They're oh, trying yeah. to hijack. Have you I noticed gotcha. the conversation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. there are cannabinoid mimetics in nature. Yeah, yeah. Everything has some degree of affinity for the endocannabinoid right, system. Right. But if you want CBD, right, you need to have CBDA. Yeah. You need to bake it in the oven. Yeah. Okay. Cook the brownie. Yeah. Smoke the flour. Right. Right. Liberate and so that the raw- processing makes all the difference. Well, just like Chinese medicine, just like completely. I got you. Okay. So that raw stuff, I take in the morning now. Okay. Oh, so you do the raw in the morning. Well, I take the raw in the morning because okay. I want to be bang, bang, bang. Got gotcha. you. I want to be on. 
right? But I don't want any pain anywhere in my body. Okay. Now, you still get a little bit of anti-anxiety effect because you have more serotonin receptors in mm-hmm. the gut, obviously, than in the brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you still get some benefit from the periphery, but very little. Okay. And then I take some gold CBD a little bit later in the day, about 1 or 2 o'clock, and then I'm cruising all day long. By the okay. time I put my head on the pillow, it's like I've been chloroformed. And that's a guy that never slept before. Okay, gotcha. So that that your body never gets that elevated state. It never gets to that high anxiety. Oh, I got to do this tomorrow. I got to pay this. I got to... It's just... Okay, I got you. It helps to blunt a hyperactive state for me. And then I'm able to sleep at night. Now, this is important to know. And I think that's common for most people. Because most of us, by the time we get home, the body's supposed to go into its... I used to live in Africa, right? Right. So we'd make all these plans, right? So when we first got there, it was like, all right, let's catch one of those taxis. Let's go into town. Let's have some drinks. That's not the way it works in Africa. Yeah. There's no electricity. There's no electricity. So as soon as the sun goes down, You're your down. body's like, that's it, out. And all of us by like 7 p.m. are like our grandparents. We're like, I'm sorry I didn't call you, bro. I, I was out. I was yeah. like, I was out too. <laughs> like, yeah. right? There's a, when we get home in our culture, flip on the lights, pay some bills, set your shows to record, the whole system lights up. So like you said, uh, now that you, your body hits that state, it never reaches that heightened state. It stays within that range. Interesting. Now, some people are the opposite, right? I'm the kind of person, if I have a cup of coffee, I go take a nap. Oh, okay. That's why I don't drink coffee. That's another component. Okay. So I have that. So my wife, who's the exact opposite energetically, she can take CBD right before she goes to bed, and then she's out all night. Oh, interesting. If I take it right before I go to bed, I could be up writing a lecture. Yep, yep. So this, these, these are things we need to communicate right. because yeah. it goes against take two and call me in the morning Bingo. again. Bingo, which is, which is an insane notion. Uh, uh, books written 100 years ago by the top physicians in America, basically with the advent of, of, of penicillin and antibiotics, all these incredible uh, discoveries, medical discoveries, were, were polio vaccines, all these things that were curing that had been plagues for mankind for, for, for centuries. Suddenly, doctors start saying, take two of these and call me in the morning. The top doctors in America 100 years ago were saying, stop saying that. Fast forward 100 years later, it's worse than ever. The, right. the doctors that I work with are like, I got into medicine 30 years ago, and I've never had people bully me into giving them certain drugs because they want them. They're like, this is insane. So many GPs that I work with are like, I don't know how much longer I can maintain this. This is insane. People go to WebMD and, and self-diagnose. They, they tell me, I want this drug. I haven't even, we haven't even finished your, your checkup yet. You know what I mean, right? Mm-hmm. That, that idea is taken over so hard that you nailed it. It's so hard to get people to understand. You tell me. You tell me what works. You, your body will tell you what. It's like saying, what's my favorite sport? I, I don't know. <laughs> you, you tell me what your favorite sport is. Let's go from there, right? So how do people figure that out with cannabinoids? That's why, in my opinion, CV Science's opinion, you may not want to get your medical guidance in a dispensary. Right. Only because there's a lot of confirmational bias there. Massive. And so we want to stay away from that. And I'll, I'll make this easy for you. There's a couple of uh, dispensaries, living in Washington, right? A couple of dispensaries that send clients directly to me. Well, that seems counterintuitive for, 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 for business, you know, the way business works. Mm-hmm. But that's the point. Nine out of ten people are going there because they want a party. They want a euphoric effect. They want mm-hmm. THC, right? So then people go in for medical conditions, and they get the worst misinformation. And now the dispensary looks like jackals. They look like scumbags. You know what I mean? And it wasn't their fault. They're just not. It's a different market. It's a different market. It's a different product, world. like we said at the beginning. Yep. Different patient. Yep. It's a different everything. Exactly. And so now I've got two dispensaries sending people being like, go see this guy. He knows what he's talking about. We can't guide you. 
on this because we've already been burned so many times for that exact reason. Now, I don't care for oversimplifications at all, but I have learned a few things over the years we've done this. The American Academy of Naturopathic Physicians, we've learned quite a bit there. We exhibit there all the time. And we heard there from the NDs a very similar story. Mm. They were recommending 10 milligrams of CBD for irritable bowel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was sort of the folklore that was around. We, right. we see that's about folklore. accurate. Folklore a good way right? of putting it, yeah. Uh-huh. And, and they were sending the patients into the dispensaries and having the dispensary bud tenders say, dude, what you really want. <laughs> yeah. You need, ready? Here's what you need. Here's yeah. the one. Yeah. You need THC to activate the CBD. Yep. Yep. Now, now, wait, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> wait. Do you need caffeine to activate L-theanine? Do you need L-theanine to activate yeah. caffeine? There is so much folklore. Right. That's out, and, th- and this particular issue, right. they are, it is, it's hard to break the preoccupation. Yeah, yeah, it is. But again, it's always alarming to me when I talk to people that, that have fibromyalgia, that have certain conditions. I'm like, wait a minute. So you're coming in all frustrated and irritated, so you're mad at that guy? Really? You have this medical condition, and you went to this guy whose job it is to say, like, you know what will get you really lit when you watch baseballs? Right. This one versus this one. That's his job. Mm-hmm. His job was never to dictate. And you you can't be mad at him. You know and I mean? let's make sure that everyone d- doesn't misunderstand me. And I work for a big, the biggest CBD company that there is. THC has a medical appropriate application in certain places. Right. But it isn't required for everything, right. nor is CBD required. Exactly. For so let's just get clear yeah, on that. Yeah, and I think, I think I'm glad you mentioned that. Is I think both sides say that, is that, is that pot advocates will say pot will cure everything and it'll make you taller, make your hair yeah. grow back, and make your friends like you more. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. And, then, and so I think because of that, people that have been curious about marijuana or maybe don't have certain hangups are like, I've been really curious about it, but I just can't keep hearing, once again, that it's magic from, from that. Did you hear what FDA just said? Scott no. Gottlieb just said the no, other day? Uh-huh. They said they are coming after claims on medical marijuana. I've been on the record from the beginning. Here's the problem, calling it medical mm-hmm. marijuana. I've been in the herbal supplement business for 30 years. Ready? We didn't call it medical oil of oregano. Yeah. We didn't call it medical right. fish oil, right. even though it is. It is yeah. Because a medicine does a very specific thing yeah, yeah. and you can make a claim and right. get reimbursed by insurance right. and we understand that the chemistry is known and reproducible. We don't need to know the mechanism of action, but we need to know the chemistry. Yeah. There's a philosophical disconnect just in, by nature. There is. Yes. Yeah, so I encourage people, the best way we've learned to help teach about cannabinoids and how you can introduce them into your life, slow mm-hmm. and low. Yes. So I would start with our raw product. Yep. Anybody listening to this that's really afraid, mm-hmm. very sick, yep. very cautious, conservative, yep. new to this conversation, yep. start with one raw soft gel. Yep. You get four milligrams of CBDA and one milligram of CBD. Mm-hmm. See how that treats you. Right. Okay. If you don't get the benefit you're looking for with the raw product, mm-hmm. and many people do, mm-hmm. the green label mm-hmm. simply denotes that it's been activated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So raw stays in the body. Mm-hmm. Green means it's activated. What do I mean by activated? If you take the cannabis and you heat it, heat the hemp, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the CBDA breaks off. Now CBD is liberated. It crosses the, the blood-brain barrier, barrier yep. and now yep. talks to the endocannabinoid system and all the other receptors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the green product is more for anxiety, stress, depression. 
increasing circadian rhythm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, optimization, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, maybe increasing insulin sensitivity. Oh, yeah, that's right. I've heard about that. Because yeah. CBD speaks to PPAR gamma, mm-hmm. the same target that the TZDs and the DHA from omega-3 speaks to as well. Mm-hmm. So the green product is totally different than the raw. The raw product is like herbal everyday aspirin. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. good for anticipatory nausea. Mm-hmm, uh, it's good for motion sickness, mm-hmm. LOX and COX inhibition. And there's some research that says CBDA destroys aggressive breast cancer cell lines. That's all animal basic science. We're yeah. not there with humans yet. Right, 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 right. Where CBD does something to different cancers. Right, right. Then if we take that green stuff and up concentrate it, mm-hmm. we take 10 kilos of green mm-hmm. to make three kilos of gold. Wait a minute. Wow. Now that's a highly concentrated, gotcha. standardized thing. Yeah. That gold is the big gun stuff. That's for chronic pain, irritable bowel, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, addiction. Mm-hmm. People that want the big stuff. Mm-hmm. So there are three different products right there. That's already confusing exactly. for people. Exactly. Then have you seen that we also have a purified, a little vape uh, yeah, product? Yeah, so that's a 99% CBD mm-hmm. that we made from our gold. That would be good for MAO inhibition to get mm-hmm. people to quit smoking. Mm-hmm. So that's a harm reduction product. Right. So that's interesting. So people say like... Okay, I'm a little skeptical. Is one thing does all these things as you should be skeptical. It's not one thing. It's different forms of different compounds of different solutions caused. Just like with an herb, uh, well, the, the the leaves have been bio- biologically proven to have this. The roots are poisonous, right? Know? And then so people it's go structure like, and function. Structure, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I'm glad you mentioned that. Like, where's the entry point? Here's something that happens all the time. Like you say, whenever we start a conversation, people come with their preconceived notions already before the conversation's even started. Especially this topic. Especially, especially with this. And I've noticed it's what's difficult is, is the, one of the first things people know is that, is that so uh, is this going to show up in a test? Right? It's always the first question. So here, we'll have some fun here. Now, it's all real. Ask me. You say, well, I test positive. If I, let's just pretend we're in a store. I'm working in the store. You're the customer. Uh, yeah, will I be, I, I work construction, will I be test positive for, for this? Absolutely, it's a cannabis product, hemp product, what are you thinking? <laughs> Is that a better answer? Yeah. That's a better answer, isn't it? Yeah. Instead of yeah. just dancing around it, okay, right. I'll be clear. If right. your job requires that you not fail a drug test, mm-hmm. Stop thinking about these products forever. Yeah. How's that? Yeah. Now, you still want to push the envelope. We all do. We're human. Mm-hmm. You need two and a half milligrams of THC to test positive. Right. You'd have to take a lot of our product. It would, it would be almost physically. However, you get a false positive with CBD on a urine test. Oh, is that right? Because a urine test picks up cannabinoids. Oh. And THC and CBD are structurally quite similar. Mm-hmm. You draw your blood. You're, you're arguing your case. You were a helicopter pilot in Saudi Arabia. You're fired. Oh, okay. So now we're just going to tell people don't even think about gotcha. it. Gotcha. Those that really want to try to figure out a way to do it anyway, right. the raw product mm-hmm. has the least amount of activated CBD. Okay. It has CBDA in it. Okay. So talk to your doctor. Mm-hmm. You can also talk to your human resource department. That's interesting. I have a lot of people. Yeah. Here's how the, how the conversation goes. Mm-hmm. Human resource department. I want to live and I want to work for you right. and I'm anxious and I'm in pain. Right. The option is fentanyl and more benzodiazepines Valium. But I want to work for you. Right, right, May right. I please live? I don't want to die so I can work hard for you to make you right. more money. May I please take this safe natural hemp product that I got at the health food store? Well, that's what I was curious about. Because it's so brand new, have you heard feedback from people's HR departments that yes. are? I, so have I. That's what I was curious. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, if you go in and say, look at here's the conversation. Decaf versus regular mm-hmm. 
your honor. I don't want to drink, yeah. ca- I'm using caffeine as an analogy. It's fair. Yeah. I don't want to use high THC cannabis. I want low to no THC CBD from hemp for pain, anxiety, depression, inflammation. Mm-hmm. I want I want to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. I want to work for you. Right. I want to make you money. I don't want to die because right. you need me to show up on time. Right, right, right. I've had people successfully mm-hmm. have their HR department say, thank you right. so much. Mm-hmm. Now, there are people working on tests right now yeah. to so tell the difference. Okay, so that they don't have the false positive. Gotcha. But it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. That's what I was curious. But there's at least, they appreciate the transparency of here's yes. what's going on and this is in your benefit so I can show up to work. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes if you're told no and it's not fair yeah. and all you can do is take dangerous, toxic pharmaceutical drugs until right. you can use cannabis, right. then, then that's, that's, the way that's a system we are until things change and they will, right? Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's, it's inevitable. It's going to have to. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing is, I think is, is uh, the other thing that people always, like the entry point that people always curious about is like, well, why isn't this regulated? People love the idea of regulation. What happened to America? What mm-hmm. happened to freedom? What happened to, you don't want people in your business. And now, if you told somebody 10 years ago, every single one of us would have a tracking device that monitored every single purchase, everything, so that so that, so that that Big Brother could control us at every moment and monitor every moment, we'd be like, get out of here. Not only that, you're going to pay for it. And anytime the new tracking device comes out, you're going to demand, you're going to stay up late, camping out to get the new tracking device embedded in you. You mm-hmm. would think it was nonsense, and we're already there. We're already there, right? So, so people want, they beg for this regulation. It's like, this is the worst thing, right? So they go, well, the FDA, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, that's a whole other can of worms, right? But the third-party testing that you guys do, I, I don't think a lot of people understand uh, the value. So it's kind of like the uh, auto industry is not regulated that way. You know what I mean? It's a self-regulating industry where, like, no, we know better, where cars are not even allowed to hit the market you know, unless, unless it follows these protocols because the, the, the industry has to, has to govern itself. Otherwise, people will stop buying your brand of cars, right? So people don't understand how important third-party testing is, and it's already done. They think there's got to be a government investigation somehow to, to right. validate it. And it's like, no, no, no. The third-party testing is stricter and more competent than anything the government could possibly. Government can't even keep rat feces out of our peaches. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I've talked to clients of mine that worked in government agencies on those types of things. They're like, ah, it's a pure joke. It's an absolute joke. You know what I mean? But they're like, I haven't worked for the government 20 years, so I don't care. Well, you know, they're, what are they going to do, come after me when I was 19 working for the government? No. It was a complete scam. You know what I mean? I, I think you make an excellent point because many people don't fully appreciate how regulated the dietary supplement industry already is if you do it right right for example if your laboratory and our laboratory is full gmp Mm -hmm. when fda walks through the door and they will one day yep we have a qaqc department that came from pharma we have people that do all of our testing that came from pharma. That have that background. We yeah. are so yeah. ready for yeah. them to kick the door down yeah. and ask us, where are all the SOPs? Right. Let's see all the retention yeah. samples. Right here. Right here. Right here. So yep. many of the companies yep. in, in my space haven't really done that yet because, let's face it, they're just transitioning from the black market to daylight. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. in our case, I come from the dietary supplement industry. Our medical and scientific advisory team does. Other employees at the company have extensive dietary supplement space. So we bring that expertise. The other thing that I really wanted to talk about that can give people some comfort and safety would be to ask any of your suppliers of these phytocannabinoids, have you done toxicology work? Yes, that's a huge component that people don't consider. To prove the actual, here's the term we're looking for, no L. Yeah. No observed adverse effect limit. Yep. Now, when you have a brand new ingredient, and believe it or not, CBD from hemp is a new ingredient, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. FDA says there's two things to get into market. 
One, ask us for permission, and you kind of wait for a non-rejection letter. Right, right. Or you can spend a lot of money right. to do formal drug development toxicology work where yep. you do a 90-day study right. and you, you then have to sacrifice the animals. Yep. Yeah. But you got to see if there's any sperm motility issues. Yeah. You want to make sure it doesn't cause cancer Yeah. because you're out there saying it's safe. Right. Can you imagine the judge yeah. not having formal toxicological safety data? Right. And your argument is, hey, dude, cannabis is safe, man. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Not a good argument. No, not at all. Okay, yep. so we have spent a lot of money and over three years yeah. on our toxicology work. I don't think people really, like you said, realize how critical and how important that is. I have a client of mine who is, there's no there's no other way to put it, he's a drug dealer. <laughs> he's, in mm. this day and age, they still exist. Right. And you can see him from a mile away because I've lived in a very clean cut, all right, my store's in a very clean cut complex, right? Mm. You can see him from a mile away. With it. He's for all the way from his like pager and his like burner phone. <laughs> <to> his, <laughs> he's still got a wallet chain, long hair, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you look at him and you're just kind of like, this guy's an artist or a drug dealer? You yeah. see the pager? Oh, drug dealer. A different right? market, different, different customer. Market, totally right? different market, right? <laughs> but he's, 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 he's very well read and and he, he takes care of himself and manages things. Mm-hmm. So I go, this is interesting. I go, I got, a, I got a question for you because I don't, I don't smoke marijuana, right? So I was just like, uh, here's something interesting is because I look, I look at things from the more uh, health and, 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 and beneficiary perspective, right? So I'm used to these regulations. I'm used to these controls, right? He goes, I go, everywhere you go, people offer you drugs. He's like, yeah, <laughs> everywhere I go, people just hand me drugs, right? I go, how, what percentage of drugs that you're offered that you smoke, uh, can, can you tell if there, if there's, if they, you herbicides and pesticides, he's like, oh, you can totally taste it. That's interesting to me, right? Because he's a connoisseur. Wow. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, interesting. He's like, oh, I can definitely tell. I can tell whether they've used more pesticides or more herbicides, which makes sense. Somebody that has a taste for wine. I had an ex who was a who was not a sommelier. She was a distributor. A sommelier loved her because she was not pretentious. She just had she could tell what region a wine was from. She could tell the combination of like, mm, this is more merlot than it is cab. Sommeliers were like, it's like a genius, right? So so certain people have those taste consistencies. He can tell how many toxins, right? So I go, how often? The next question I asked him was like, what percentage of people, things that are offered to you do you notice uh, some sort of herbicide or pesticides? Like, like 9 out of 10. He's like, it's rare. When somebody offers me somewhere, I'm like, this is – like you see a, on those TV shows like NCIS where some, some cop sticks a knife into a bag. He's like, yeah, this is Colombian. Oh, really? How does this cop know so much about cocaine? Isn't that a little suspicious? Right? Was he a private detective before he joined the force? How does he know that much from one taste of – right? It's the same way where he was just kind of like, yeah, when somebody offers me something, I can tell there's no herbicides or pesticides. I'm like, who's your supplier? Where are you getting this? What is this? Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's jarring for him in however many 30 years he's been a drug dealer, right? So that's interesting that, that people go into dispensaries and don't care because I asked him I go we live in Washington go to dispensaries like yeah they give me stuff all the time how much of it he's like same same deal he's like all those dispensaries they don't they're not going through laboratory testing now if it's recreational and you're young and you're healthy that may be something else Mm -hmm. but when you have multiple chemical sensitivity right Right? And you're right. older, you're infirm, and you're sick. Yeah, you got fibromyalgia, you don't want to... Yeah. You don't want to introduce even Bingo. more neurotoxins. Exactly. So that's why when people ask about our products, above and beyond the third-party testing, we fed our CBD to rats at a low, medium, and high dose group for 90 days, sacrificed, looked at the every organ. Mm-hmm. We want to look for genotoxicity yeah. for everything. Right. Right. That's being written up. It is in a manuscript right now. Yeah. We're going back and forth with the editor. Yep. Once we're published, yep. we will be the first generally recognized as safe. Ready? We're the first people to grass, grass. Right, yeah. We yeah. grass, grass. Yeah, hey. Now, <laughs> what I'm encouraging everybody else in the industry to do, don't panic. Mm-hmm. Spend the money right. on your own product. Get it done. Because the argument, 
uh, that it's totally safe, but we don't have any safety data to prove exactly. that is a really stupid argument. It is. It is. Okay. Yeah. So anyone Valueless. in the cannabis business, if you want to go mid-size, big-size, take whatever your products are. You're in the CBD business, hemp business. Please, please, I beseech you. Spend the money on formal toxicology work. Could you imagine when the regulators finally come after the sector mm-hmm. and the best companies are grass self-determined? Right, they right. spent the money. They did it right. They can prove the safety right. for the dose that they're recommending. Right, right. That's a big difference. Oh, yeah. That's the yeah. only time you're going to hear me truly right. brag about our company, like pounding my chest because oh, yeah, yeah. we're the first people in the history of the world. Can you believe this? Yeah. Hemp seeds are not grass. Oh, it's, it's nuts. They never it's did nuts. it. You know why? They thought, well, it's totally safe. You don't need to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, eating hemp seeds are, are different than eating CBD paste. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So we can prove the safety of the ingredient that we're selling. So whatever cannabis products you're taking, you know, it please. falls within that umbrella. But also ask whoever's selling them to you. Right, right, right. To prove to me oh, yeah. that these are safe for human consumption. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if people don't seem to. Uh, they don't get that part. They don't get that part, which is a critical part of it. So that's great. Yeah. Because guess what? We, we ask the questions about everything else. I know. Every, they ask every other question except for is that. Yeah, exactly. Everything else. But are there that. neurotoxins used to keep the mold off this weed? <laughs> Smells good. Yeah. <laughs> like, every other, every but, other question. But, but then yeah. they come in here and they say, what are the PCBs in your fish oil? Are right. they down to 16 tenths per trillion? Right. Right. Would you read that once somewhere one time? <laughs> Where were you? Right. That's the level. Right. Mm-hmm. That that's interesting. And, and, and we, I know you got to go because you got you got you got a very big important talk to get to. Soon, yeah. This so. is way more fun. Than I'm good. I'm glad. This I'm glad you enjoyed. <laughs> is is like you said. Is that it's so critical. Like when people would. Have, here's a perfect example. Uh, same situation as you. Is I had uh, I was working with a, a physician one time. Right. And he had been recommended by his chief of medicine. Right. So he paid me, consulted with me, and I have a rule. Where if I hear three yeah buts, I'm done talking. I'll give you your money back. 100% money back guarantee. Because if somebody, I go, uh, oh, you're overweight, you should knock it off with Big Macs. Yeah, but, oh, okay, okay. You should join a gym. Yeah, but that's your second one. You know what I mean? When I hear the third, yeah, but, I'm like, here's your money back, can't help you. I was like, what? But my cousin told me, you or my doctor told me. No, I'm done helping you. I, I can't, nobody in the world can help you after if you got three yeah, buts for no matter what. Because I work very hard to do things that were help the way people function, right? So a physician came in and he was like, uh, cholesterol. So I was like, here's something that's great for a simple thing for cholesterol because he, as a physician, he was not tolerant medication at all. It was, it was, it was, the uh, Lipitor was working him over. You know what I mean? It just worked him over. And as a physician, he was like, I'm stumped. And no, no one told him to take CoQ10 at all. No, 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 absolutely. And that's the thing. He was just like, I have zero other options. And then, cause that's, again, he's only knows from our perspective. He's like, I was told you were the right person to consult with because he's like, this rocked me. I can't even take my own medication. I was like, how many of those do you write a week? He's like, oh, probably like 15 of these a week. I write 15 prescriptions for this a week. I can't even take my own drug, right? So I offered him a couple different things, right? And I started to get the yeah buts. And he's like, well, here's the thing. There's just no research on this. And I was so mad, right? But he'd already paid me for my time. I go, sit right there. And I left for like 25 minutes. In the middle of, this guy's paying me for an hour. You see what I'm saying? I left for 25 minutes, right? I come back and you can see him fidgeting. He's scowling at me. His body language is, he's clearly irritated that I've left him alone 30 minutes, which is fair. He paid me for my time, right? But he asked such an asinine question. I had to make a point. Secondly, that was as fast as I could go. 25 minutes was as fast as I could go. I came back and I started slamming on the table. I go, boom, Johns Hopkins, boom, Columbia University, boom, UCLA, Boom, MD Anderson. You've heard of any of these places? Any of these familiar to you? He's like, yeah, you know what I mean? I go, you just told me point blank to my face that there's no research. There's no research. You're a doctor for God's sakes. You have an access to a database a thousand fold more accessible than I have. You know what I mean? And it took me 25 minutes to find six different studies all, you know what I mean, of various variations for this particular subject. And you just told me point blank that there's no research. I can't help you. Here's your money back. You know what I mean? Four weeks later, he came back and was like, 
I think I'm ready to listen, right? And it was like, yeah. I, he came back with a check in hand, right? And it was just kind of like, I think I'm ready to listen. I was like, that's the point. If you don't, if you, like you said, there's all the information is there. People don't want to acknowledge it. The fact you guys are putting together is critical. And I think a lot of people don't realize they have the same ideas. Like, where is this research coming from? Eh, a lot of it's coming from Europe, which we discount as if it's not real or not important, right? If it's not American, it ain't real. I don't think a lot of people realize how involved the NIH is in, in – in, and I'm not even sure if it is it funding or is it, or is it, or is it helping getting resources available for – um, research as it, as it becomes available. Well, all of the great Israeli research that's been done over the years, the money does come from the United States. So it the does NIH, come. So, the, so the they NIH. are funding fully. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, directly. Okay. And and so I think that now that prohibition really is ending. Yeah, it has and, to. And, uh, uh, I no, mean, if the NIH itself, it's like, you know. <laughs> yeah, they're they're really bullish on this. And then yeah. even NIDA, the National Institutes on Drug Abuse, Nora yeah. Volko, the director there, she said a couple years ago that CBD was non-addictive and non-habit forming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that makes sense because... Because right. CBD is about to be approved as a drug. Okay. I mean, we'd be remiss to not mention on this podcast that CBD will be approved this year this by year? the FDA as a drug. That's super Called fast. Epidiolex. Wow. So if you want to learn more about that, that's GW Pharma, G like George, W like Washington. And when I first came into the field, I spent a week on the GW Pharma's website just to read all the clinical studies that they had already done. Yeah. I did the same thing when I joined Nordic Naturals. Right. Look at the pharmaceutical fish oil. Mm-hmm. Right. Learn yeah. everything that they can about that, yeah. and then look at the natural products mm-hmm. and and find out what do you think is going to be right for you. Right. Some people listening to this are going to want to wait for the FDA approved CBD. Bingo, bingo. That blows my mind. I always tell no, me, but that could be fine. It could be great. It could be great. Yeah. For them. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. I, I, it blows my mind in that it's good and that it's happening in a year. I didn't realize oh. it could be that fast. Oh yeah. Because I have so many people that are are are, are, are undergoing cancer treatments right now. I have so mm-hmm. many people that I'm telling them, do you want to wait? A year when all the information's in and everything, or do you want to start now while your cancer? But remember, perfect, the yeah. product that will be approved is only for treatment-resistant epilepsy. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, exactly. So, for the in terms of the cancer conversation, cannabinoids, right? Again, missing the missing twenty the, years. Yeah, no. We're gonna yeah. probably know. Maybe that's what I kept telling people, and, yeah. it, and, they, and it sounded like hyperbole. I was like, no, I'm I'm dead serious. Yeah. You know, do you want to start now when all this information is here, or do you want to wait until twenty years from now when the first study on lupus drops? What do you, and it's a five-year trial anyway. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. why? So you're going to wait 20 years until everything progresses, and then you're like, okay, now I'm ready. At some point, it's your life, not mine. You know what I mean? And you know? I do have a clinic in uh, north of San Francisco that I can send you the information sure. if you want to yeah, post along with this. Since, you know, we make dietary supplements. Yeah. If someone asks me about cancer, I send them to a medical doctor. Bingo. Me too. And they can see them in San Francisco. Yep. And have that they've been doing that for forty years. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so our products right. are for healthy people to stay healthy. Right. If you can't handle stress every day, right. if you don't sleep properly, right. you, you you don't have the mental agility you used yep. to have. You don't feel right. You might want to try some CBD. Yep. That's what we're suggesting. Yeah. We're not even su- which is true. Any condition, you got to see your doctor. You have to talk to your doctor. Any condition. Oh, you, right. and you need to bring CBD in and, and look explain. her in the eye right. and say, "I want to take this." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why shouldn't I? Yeah, I tell I tell people make it make it your doctor's responsibility. A good doctor will take that burden and be like, well, let's find out. You know what I mean? A bad doctor will say no because I said so. That's not an appropriate response, right? Um, you got it going. So uh, I know this is a tough question for you, but as you know, you and I are big believers in everything you know is wrong. It's a it's a it's a that's the number one theme for us. If there was one misconception that you could eliminate overnight, if there was one that you could, this one's off the table, yeah. and now let's deal with all the rest. What would it be? That CBD from marijuana is different than CBD from cannabis. I mean, Mm. think about this. Do you know how many people call me and say to me, 
is the CBD from Purple Donkey Kong Kush <laughs> different and more effective than the CBD from agricultural hemp? Yeah. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Even though the fish eats the algae and the algae produces DHA, Decosahexanoic acid, when it's in the flesh of the fish, is structurally exactly the same. Yeah. So we need to stop this weird belief system yeah. that CBD from marijuana with THC is infinitely more effective. Right. Cannabidiol is cannabidiol is cannabidiol. Yeah. We are not selling cannabidiol. Yeah. We are selling hemp extracts. Yeah that contain naturally occurring right. cannabidiol, yeah. <laughs> right? So I just want to break through that number one that's, myth. Everyone that I talk to that's a weed enthusiast, cannabis enthusiast, says that the CBD from marijuana is more effective, more magical, and better. They are 100% wrong. Yeah, I hear that pitch all the time, all the time. What are any other burning desires? Uh, the other thing that I would say is to please temper everything that we've said. This stuff is not for everyone. Mm, it's another tool in the toolkit. If you have treatment-resistant conditions, mm -hmm. it might suggest that there's an underlying endocannabinoid deficiency. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at an alternative mm -hmm. between a particular pharmaceutical modality and perhaps CBD, don't talk to people in health food stores about mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Go talk to your doctor about mm -hmm. it. But then also have the courage to take care of yourself. Right. That's where the freedom. You got to be your own advocate. And the confidence yeah. comes in for you to be able to ride at least shotgun with your doctor. Right, right. I think that's perfect. So it was great talking with you. Great talking with Thanks you. See. Thank you, my friend. I know it's tacky to gloat, but that was a great episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Stuart and I had a blast making it. And if you got a lot out of it and want to learn more, check out our new website, www.everythingucbd.com, for fun content and exciting new research. We'll be revisiting this topic, so let us know if you have any questions. And if you want to purchase CBD, use the code FIRST10, that's FIRST and the number 10, for 10% off your order. Thanks for listening. That's all I got. Peace. you know is wrong should be listened to for entertainment purposes only. Although some guests on the show are medical doctors, most are not, and the host is barely even a person. Nothing you hear on this podcast or read on our website should be considered medical advice. Consult your doctor and use common sense before doing anything you might think have a lasting effect on your body, mind, and spirit.